amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Oh, yeah. All right, we are back again. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Happy week 10 of Daily Fantasy. It's good to be back here for the Daily Fantasy uh, sports show here. Yeah, we've missed you, you know, but uh, it's good to see your smiling face once again and, uh, you know, get right back into it. Last week I talked to, uh, I really like Justin Fields. Like I like Justin Fields a lot. And by Sunday I was really in on Justin Fields. I decided to, you know, go extremely heavy on him in tournament play. And I did a, a $50 single entry into the, I think it's the 250 red zone where first place is $50,000. And I built a Justin Fields stack uh, with Mooney with uh, Hill as the run back. And I also had Mixon on that team because I was trying to fade a little bit of the chalk and Mixon allowed that to happen. And, you know, next thing you know, everybody's going off and I'm sitting at second place for like three hours by the end of the early slate, the eight-game early slate, uh, I was in second place sitting at that $20,000 mark. Probably wasn't going to hit first place. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was done, so I wasn't going to hit first place. Neither was the guy in first place. Uh, but there were two games left, and uh, unfortunately, I fell down to 12th place. I ended up taking $1,000 on that. But, you know, out of 6,000 people taking 12th place, pretty good. So just uh, just uh, another example that the process works. In my best weeks in fantasy football, the first two weeks of November, those are historically the only weeks I win. Yeah. So you can probably tune out most of the other weeks on this show, but this is this is one you're probably not going to want to miss because this is when success happens. This is when the money happens. That's and, great. Uh, uh, Great job with that team, Al. I know that it's tough to watch in the middle of it. You get frustrated watching, but man, at the end of the day, if you just picked up your phone at the end of the day and looked at it and you're up, you're up a grand, not bad, not bad. No, not at all. And then on top of that, I I took out, I took home a lot of money in tournament play. Um, I didn't have any like top 10 finishes, so it wasn't like uh, big money, but you know, in tournament play, when you're when you're entering, say like um, seventy five dollars and one fifty max, and you're bringing back two hundred, it's a win. Anytime you're bringing back money in a tournament play and covering your expenses, that's yep. a win. Um, this week's really strange. Like it's just ugly. It is bowling shoe ugly, to quote the great Jim Ross, uh, because it's there's like four games that are projecting of an over and under over 48 points every other game in the 10 game slate so six games are projecting near the 40 point mark you know 40 to 43 mark are the rest of the games and unlike the last couple weeks there's really no game in that lower tier that excites me there's no game that says oh this might steam out you know you have denver tennessee two duds you have uh New Orleans, Pittsburgh. I mean, Andy Dalton is is dead, and you know uh, Pickens or Pickett or whatever the hell the kid's name is just isn't there yet. And uh, you know, even the even Buffalo, Minnesota, uh, you, you have the question of Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to play. So that I mean, that takes a lot of the steam out of that game. Houston, New New York. I mean, who wants to touch that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Indianapolis and the Raiders, garbage. Uh, the Rams and the Cardinals garbage and Green Bay Dallas garbage. So it's you, there's really no game that's worth getting excited about outside of those uh, uh, top games in the um, with the over unders. But just looking quickly at, at some of the positions at quarterback, you know, the highest ceiling on the slate right now projecting is Josh Allen. And uh, it's very unlikely he's going to play. So, 
that moves it down to Patrick Mahomes, but you're spending almost eight grand for him at seven nine. So the third guy with the highest over under on the slate is, or I'm sorry, the the highest ceiling on the slate is a guy by the name of Justin Fields who kicked yep. ass last week. The problem is he's sixty five hundred. He's extremely cheap for that ceiling. So uh, right now, twenty percent of the field is projected to play him, wow. which is just. You know, it's it's too much, but sometimes in fantasy you got to decide. This is usually a running back um, situation. Usually with quarterback, when the chalk is that high, it's very easy to walk away from. Uh, but with running back, you often you, you often land in situations where the guy is priced so good and his ceiling is so realistic that fading him is probably a mistake. And I think that's where we're at with Justin Fields in this game with Detroit. Um, it's just a good environment. I'm definitely – I'm probably going to limit it to maybe 10% on exposure. Um, and I don't know if my single entry is going to be a Justin Fields team this week, but it's hard to find – somewhere else to go um if you want to get away from the chalk with a similar projection and a similar price point is uh to uh to Valoa, who i think is also a great play i think he's the pivot play i think that's the play i'm probably going to put my most equity in uh just because it's going so against the field and it has the exact same potential as justin fields you know justin fields had 170 yards rushing last week you know is he going to do that again probably not is he going to throw for two to three touchdowns to make up for the for the, those yards he's not getting on the ground? Probably not. So there's a very realistic chance that Justin Fields, you know, has a good game. You know, he gives you 25 to 30 points, which would actually be right where his ceiling is. But at 6,500, 30 points, it's not really that exciting. Uh, where Tua could get there through the air. Um, at 6,700. And if he gets through the air, you're probably stacking him. And if you're stacking him, you're probably having a good game. And some of the best projecting wide receivers on the comeback are, are on the Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, that game just makes a little more sense. Although Armand St. Brown is also projecting extremely well. He's projecting like the fifth best wide receiver this week. So you have a clear run back with Chicago, as do you with um, with the Miami but, but th- those are the two I'm definitely looking at the hardest. Um, Trevor Lawrence excites me a little bit. You know, it's Kansas City. It's Jacksonville. And right now, Trevor Lawrence projecting about 8% ownership. And uh, there's a lot of good pieces in that game. But Trevor Lawrence hasn't had uh, this breakout game yet. So you're really, you're really playing on hope. He's had under 19 fantasy points in seven of the last starts. Uh, seven of the last nine starts. So... You know, it's not it's not exactly exciting to play Trevor Lawrence, but if Kansas City could push the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is a good spot for Trevor Lawrence. And then Patrick Mahomes would be the other guy I'm looking at if you want to spend up to get contrarian. You know, he he's still not a great contrarian play because he's coming in at 15 percent ownership and he's 7900. Um, so, you know, it's just he has the ceiling. He has a real ceiling that only, um, you know, Josh Allen and Justin Fields have um, and Tua for that matter. So, I mean, those are the plays. I I am curious uh, to play Case Keenum at 5K if Josh Allen were to sit. You know, Case Keenum uh, has has run a lot of spread offense. So, I mean, the guy knows how to get the ball downfield. And the coaches of the Buffalo Bills still like to throw the ball. So, that's what I'm looking at for quarterback. As far as running, any questions on that, Clark? Any, any? No, thoughts? I was in. Um, I, I just you, when you were talking about Fields and how he's being treated, not quite. Um, like normally the way that to handle this with the ten to twenty percent, you just ride it out. It's normally with a running back, but with Fields, yeah. you know, he he being the quarterback, but the the ability for him to just blow by guys, you know, he, yeah. He can he can break that forty yard run every game. Like I think you're looking at a hundred yards if if this continues. Even even though everybody's knowing it now, I know you yeah. have Aiden Hutchinson over there on on Detroit. You know, a Michigan alum uh, from the University of Michigan there. But I still think I still think there's the possibility. And I also wanted to mention that the St. Brown brothers apparently have a thousand dollar bet 
over who has the most wins during the season. So there's a little bit of a additive incentive there. I hear that St. Brown, since he dropped that ball on fourth, fourth down last week, he's been out every night catching the ball. He hasn't been sleeping. He's been eating, breathing, catching footballs. So there okay. is my pick of the week, man. Uh, not 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 a, not a St. Brown, but EQ. EQ right, St. So Brown Bears. If you want to win a lot of money this week, you play the two St. Brown brothers. You play E. St. Brown and uh, Armand St. Brown. You heard it and here, then, And that now here, here's the key, Clark. Here, here's here's the big one. At the running back position, you play the Cook brothers, who are playing each other um, with, with Buffalo you. with James Cook, and uh, and of course you have a. a Devin Cook over there, uh, Delvin Cook for Minnesota. So, you know, you do the double Cook and the double St. Brown, you get, you're getting so much correlation that makes absolutely no sense. It's all uh, hereditary <laughs> correlation that you're just going to win a lot of money. So it's perfect. There. Yeah. Good, good, good call. I like it. You're um, running back for me this week is interesting because there's five guys I like, and that's about it. And I don't see a lot of pivot plays that are comfortable. So I'm just going to be eating all this chalk. And those guys are Derrick Henry, who is at, you know, 23% chalk. You have Saquon Barkley in an absolute smash spot. He's at 20%. You have Elvin Kamara, who I thought would actually be lower owned because he had such a shitty outing last week. No, he's at 28% ownership. And then you have... You know, Josh Jacobs at 25%. And Damian Pierce, who, you know, when I'm generating a ton of teams, when I'm hand-building a ton of teams, he's the guy who's in, like, every lineup because his cost is so efficient on a week where there's only expensive uh, there's only expensive options at running back. He's 6,300. He's your best bet at ceiling and um, price. So, I mean, the guy's getting 23 touches a game. He's, he's a smash play, but he's coming in at 30% ownership. He's the most owned running back on the board. He's going to be extremely hard to fade. Um, all these running backs are hard to fades. And then you start looking at guys who might challenge them. You're talking about Delvin Cook, who, you know, he's averaging 20 touches a game. But Buffalo, I mean, is a pretty stout team against the run. Uh, they're holding running backs to an average of 4.1 yards per carry, which is the tenth, uh, the NFL's tenth fewest fantasy points to the running back position. So, I mean, you're taking you're taking a gamble there. And what's his ownership? His ownership's under five percent, though. So, I mean, you have to do it. You have to, you know, if you're building, you know, 150 teams, even if you're doing 20 teams, you got to have some Delvin Cook in the mix uh, because his ceiling is realistic. And he has zero ownership. Aaron Jones is in an ugly situation. He's at about 5% ownership. Uh, my model loves him. They actually really like him. But it's not, a, it's not a good situation against the Dallas Cowboys, who are stout against the run. And, I mean, this is a revenge game. You have the googly-eyed head coach of the Dallas Cowboys going back to the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But Green Bay loves slowing teams down. I mean, they, they're going to run the ball, but they just may not be running it effectively. Jamal Williams is in a great place, great spot, but how much does Swift play? So you you got you to gotta wonder that. And he's at almost 15% ownership. He's cheap. He's 5,900, so people are going to play him and take the risk that Swift doesn't get a lot of touches, uh, which is most likely the case. Uh, a guy that nobody's really on, um, that I kind of like because it's a massive pivot off of the biggest jock on the board is David Montgomery, who's you know playing a team that's terrible at, at, at stopping the run. Montgomery has taken control of the backfield. He's outtouched. Uh, he, he's outtouched Herbert uh, fifteen to seven. Um, Herbert's just kind of coming in as a, a change of pace back. So he, he's re- he's regained control of that backfield, and the Lions give up over five yards per carry and 11 touchdowns over eight games. So Montgomery is like a good play. His price point is ugly um, at 6K. Actually, that's not too bad. Um, I'm, I'm actually really comfortable with that. And his ownership's at about 5%. So if you think Justin Fields is going to have, you know, an okay day, or possibly the Bears come out running the ball early and the run game works because the Lions are giving up five yards of carry, they may just kind of – not push Justin Fields to go out there and risk getting injured. 
You know, they might they might control him a little by handing the ball off more, which you know they like doing. They only throw 25 times a game. Well, and if the if the Detroit's defense is now, you know, scouting Justin Fields, I mean, maybe that's the pivot there for the team, right? Go, yeah. go to the running backs and let's try to get that going. I know they did a little bit last week, but Fields, I mean, did it. The the yeah. top rushing team in the league, Al. I think that oh. both of those guys have to be good plays. Yeah, Six nobody games? wants – yeah. 6k 5% ownership and an absolute pivot off of fields. Like you, you don't, don't play fields. Don't play Montgomery in the same lineup, unless you're trying to get, trying to get creative with their stacks, yeah. which we'll talk about in a second when we actually break down that game. Um, but yeah. And then James Connor, it's like, it's, it's a horrible spot for James Connor and it's ugly, but it's James Conner. He's taken back control of that offense, and he's at under you know three percent ownership. So I mean, I am probably going to set a limit like five percent ownership on James Conner, um, maybe fifteen percent on Montgomery, maybe five on Jamal Williams, five on Aaron Rodgers, five on Delvin Cook, and then I'm going to go balls out on all those other guys I mentioned um, because I like those plays and I'm willing to eat the chalk. So. Um, yeah, so that, I mean that that's really the running back situation this week. Wide receiver, it's another one where it's just you know, the ceiling's not great and there's not a lot of cheap plays. Um there's almost no cheap plays I'm comfortable with. Uh Peoples Jones of the Cleveland Browns, the number 2 wide receiver of the Browns is probably my most comfortable play under 5k. He's 4300. Khalif Raymond the number two wide receiver of the Detroit Lions, 44. Um, Chase Claypool's 48. You know, uh, is he going to get involved in this Bears game? And that's it. Like, that's all I'm looking at as far as cheap plays. So that means you're going to be spending a lot in the middle this week. And there are some pretty good plays. Amari Cooper, as I mentioned. Uh, Smith Schuster, I think, is a good play. Jalen Waddell, although he's 76. Uh, that's getting a little steep. Christian Kirk at 5'9". Um, Rondell Moore at 5'2". Uh, he's not going to get a lot of deep balls, but he's going to get a lot of he's going to get a lot of catches underneath. It's not a great ceiling, but a great floor. Um, Darnell Mooney, if you think the Bears are going to pass a lot this week. Um, um, hey Al. Yeah. Uh, Equinamia St. Brown, three point five k. Just saying, and uh, and Am- okay. Am- Amara St. Brown, six point nine k. Uh, five yeah. to ten percent ownership on uh, on Am- a- a- is it Amra Am a- Amon Ra? I- I'm terrible. He's, a, he's the sun god. We'll just call him the sun god. The sun god. There you go. Five Amon Ra. Ten percent ownership, but uh, Equinamius is only five. Just saying. Yeah, I, my my projections have Amon St. Brown at twenty percent ownership. Wow. Oh, okay. And and, and I'm going to say that's the case. He's the highest ceiling at the cheapest price. So. People are just going to gravitate towards him, and he's in a smash spot. I mean, the Bears secondary, you know, you you can eat, you can feast on the Bears defense. We know this, you know, if the Bears are, the Bears are suddenly exciting because their offense has come alive, but their defense is shit. So, you know, uh, the other guys in the same ceiling range of St. Brown is Hopkins, who I'm pretty much off this week. I think he's in a horrible spot. That Arizona team is just shit this week against the Rams. The Rams are going to dominate that game. So, uh, you know, Hopkins is 8K, and then Waddle is 7'6". Um, so $1,000 more for Waddle, who projects a little bit worse than Armand St. Brown. And then Diggs is 8,300. But is Justin – is with Josh Allen not playing, you know, is Diggs' ceiling still there? I think it is. But you have so much less risk, risk just playing Armand St. Brown. So I think a lot of people are going to play Armand St. Brown this week is what I'm getting at. It's not going to be sneaky. He's probably the best play at the wide receiver position on the board. As a matter of fact, he's the highest rated player in my model. So tight end is like, man, I'm considering playing the double tight end this week. I seldom go there, but you have one guy who could break the slate and he's in a smash spot to do it. And that's Travis Kelsey. He's 7,800. So you're going to be paying to get him, which means you're going to have to spend down at at, at wide receiver. If you're going to make this play, because there's no savings anywhere. You may even have to play the double tight end to get Kelsey. Uh, so that means giving up your slot, your flex to uh, to a tight end, which is, you know, shitty. But 
Uh, Greg Dulwich is in a good spot at, at uh, 3,400. The problem is he's at 30% ownership. That's going to be an easy fade for me. Um, Pat Fryermuth, a little expensive, 4,200, but pretty safe play if you're doing a double stack and you're still going to save a lot of money. Foster Moreau, 3,200. Right now he's only projected about 10% ownership. With the news of Waller being ruled out, um, I think his ownership is probably going to get up near 20%, but that's going to be a great play, especially if you want to double stack with Kelsey. I think I like that a lot. Um, another another move is, although this guy's got a lot of ownership, and I think he's a clear fade, Evan Ingram's 3,300, uh, 3, and you could double stack him with Kelsey and get the correlation in that game stack because they're both playing, you know, it's Kansas City versus Jacksonville. The problem is, Evan Ingram has a history when he's not 100% of not going 100%. You know, we saw that a lot in New York, and uh, he's just an easy fade for me at 23%. I'm not playing Evan Ingram outside of game stacks. You know, Dawson Knox, I mean, if the guy gets a touchdown, you know, he's playable at 3,300. But those are the tight end options. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's kind of everything I'm looking at on the board. So let's uh, let's go to those games. And we'll start with Chicago and Detroit, just because Justin Fields is the is the shit this week, and uh, you know everyone wants to get there, and who can blame them? Uh, the the secret to this game is, you know, you could go the Jared Goff route and be completely contrarian. Jared Goff has you know under three percent projected ownership, um, and and there's a lot of decent pieces. Uh, you know, you you stack with St. Brown. Uh, you you double stack with Khalif Raymond. Uh, you know, Brock Wright is interesting. I don't like the play, uh, but he's 2,700. And, you know, you're going to be able to do a lot of good things uh, by by playing him in this stack. And then, you know, because you play this game stack, you're going to walk away with a lot of money. Uh, you know, even if you play Fields, he's 6,500. 6, and if you were to play Brock right at 2700 i mean that's not a great run back but maybe you double run it back with uh armand st brown the problem is getting away from the chalk in this game i mean that's going to be the secret fields is at 20 percent. everybody's running back with armand st brown uh the good news is the, the bears pass catchers are very under owned so mm-hmm. darnell mooney's at about five percent uh you know you said st brown i i that's Man, I mean, it's a stretch. It's a stretch, right? You're you're talking about a narrative, which uh, is fun. Um, And, you know, you bring it up. I'm definitely going to touch it now. I'm definitely I wasn't going to touch it at all, but I'm upgrading it to a play. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm going to I'm going to max it out at three percent. You know, where where are you on uh, Cole Komet? You know, uh, the last two weeks yeah. he went from uh, one touchdown down in Dallas, then uh, two touchdowns last week. It, it seems like another touchdown dependent guy. He caught what five of six targets last week. Um, it, it just, it seems like it's becoming an option where fields, you know, he can just blow out of the pocket and dish it off to him, you know, and gain 10 or, yeah, or sometimes it, he runs it. So I don't know. Go, what do you, what do you think in a week where there's so many good tight end options, it's a harder play than it should be. 3.4K, and I'm seeing I, 5%. I don't know what you're seeing. Yeah, I think if you're game stacking, I think that's right. I think if you're game stacking fields, I mean, I think it's a pretty good play. I mean, I'm not fading it. I'm not going to play Cole Komet outside of this game, but, you know, six targets last week, you know, 41 yards, two touchdowns. You know, he was the number one wide receiver on the week with 22 fantasy points. But again, it was a week where there was no top dogs playing. It was easy to win that tight end spot uh, where this week, I don't think, you know, 22 points is going to be the number one wide uh, right. tight end. I mean, Kelsey's probably hands on favorite to win uh tight end this week, but in a game stack. Yeah. I like Kabat. Um I actually have his ownership under 5%, under 3%. Okay. So, uh, yeah, good play. And if that holds true, then yeah, double. If you double stack Komet in Mooney or Claypool with Fields, suddenly the Fields play is, is fine. You know the, that ownership. You're you're saving so much ownership on those wide receivers. You're going to make it happen. Now, 
the question is the run back of St. Brown at 20% ownership. That's going to get you back up in, into ownership trouble. Um, where Khalif Raymond at 4,400 is in a really good spot. And, I mean, that would give you your third wide receiver um, at a real good discount. So that's worth considering. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be playing St. Brown in most of my run backs, but I am going to try to get a little creative and try a little bit of Khalif Raymond. You know, if say I'm running 15% Justin Fields, 10% of the run backs going to be Armand St. Brown. 5% is going to be Raymond. I don't think I'm going to do any Brock um, in, in, in the run back situation. So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's the way to attack this game is just get creative with Justin Fields. You know, a double stack was the better play last week. I would have won a lot more money if I would have stuck to my condi- con- convictions of double stacking and double stacked him with Komet. I would have, uh, I mean, I would have walked away with at least, you know, five grand. So um, that was a mistake on my part. You know, don't, don't pull an L. Don't make that same mistake. Double stack this game just to reduce the ownership of Justin Fields while still correlating and making your team stronger. So that's the way to do it. The game I really like. Can, can I ask you one one quick thing on the yeah. game? Uh, so the Bears are favored in it. You know, three points. You get the home one. So what? That's basically a toss-up in the NFL. I don't know. If, I think maybe right. that's changed with the betting lines. But um, you got to – and you mentioned this a little bit, but you have to like the running backs. Jamal Williams at 5.9 and yeah. – and Swift, if he if he's playing right at six point four, I mean either one. Um, is this going to be a game where you, they're your run back for Fields, right? Like, because their ownership's not that big. Well, but Swift is tough. In the lead, so it, it is what is what Vegas is saying anyway, right? Yeah, Swift is tough because he's on a he's on a count limit. He's not a hundred percent. Oh, and man. if 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 they get behind Jamal Williams, just a better play, and just let Swift uh, rest. So Jamal well, Williams at fifty, and he's, and Jamal Williams is cheaper, so you're taking on less risk at fifty nine hundred. He does I, come with a lot more ownership. I mean, uh, uh, Jamal Williams projecting at about fifteen percent. Okay, where Swift is projecting under three percent, but. I don't really like the running. This is such a great situation for a passing game that if you're playing this stack, your hope is it's going to be a passing game and the game is going to be won through the air and those wide receivers and those tight ends are going to help get you, you know, a lot of money. If you're fading this game and you're not playing the game stacks, those running backs do make a lot of sense because now you're saying, okay, maybe Justin Fields doesn't have a great game. Maybe this game of two lousy defenses doesn't turn into a shootout for some reason. It's cold. It's going to be cold in Chicago. It's going to be one of the first cold games of the year. I was going to ask you about that. A big temperature drop too is happening. Like by the end of the day today here in Chicago, it's going to be 36 degrees. And yesterday's high was 76. So. So yeah, I mean it's I mean you know how that fucks with us as yeah. citizens of Chicago. That's what I'm saying. Like, so get outside yeah. and practice today and tomorrow is what is what I'm hoping, you know. But but even like just living in Chicago and having a 70 degree day, and then suddenly it's 30, 20 degrees, it hits you because you you know you 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 just felt this like sweetness, and now all of a sudden it's it's horrid. Al, I tried to stay outside as late as I could yesterday to soak that in, but there was still this feeling of dread going to bed like, oh, tomorrow's going to be bullshit because it's warmer. It's going to be warmer when I go to work here in in an hour, when I drop the kids off, a heck of a lot warmer than it's going to be when I pick them up in the afternoon. It's, ah, I'm not. Here we go. That's the end of it. 35 degrees is the projected forecast right now. With a little, little bit of cloudiness, a little overcast for Sunday. That's the forecast there. By the way, the Vikings Buffalo game is projecting a little bit of snow, so you know. Uh, We're there. The dome games are all miserable. It's Cardinals Rams, which I've talked about being shit, and it's the Colts Raiders, which I mean, you just can't trust the Colts. That team is just in such a horrible situation. Their GM is going crazy. You know, he hired yeah. the center to be the head coach, so. You know, maybe that maybe that happens with the Bears and we get Olin Krutz as our head coach. But I think we'll my see. Colts guy by now it's been enough days has talked themselves into this is gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. But it was yeah, crazy, man. Ursay, what is going on? 
So right. I really like th- this is probably my favorite game on the slate. It's Miami and Cleveland. You know, I went to Miami last week, not actually gone, but I went there with Chicago, you know, as, as my, my, my favorite game. 82 I degrees just, there with an 11 yeah, mile I, per hour wind in Miami. I just really like the fact that Cle- that the Minnesota, that the Miami Dolphins cannot stop anything from the air, through the air, and yet they have one of the most accurate, proficient quarterbacks with two of the best wide receivers in football in Hill and Waddle. Like, it just sets up beautifully for a game that's going to be a little under-owned. You know, the highest-owned player projected in that game is Tyreek Hill at 18%. Tyreek Hill is in an absolute smash spot against the Cleveland Browns team that is that they're not going to be able to contain him a lot like with Chicago last week, you know, he's 9,100, which may be the most expensive play on the board. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, unless I pull everything up here, I might as well. High ownership at 9,100, huh? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 He, he is. He's the highest owned player. He's a hundred dollars more than the way he gets separation. And maybe it was just seeing wide receivers that are actually good at playing football. But yeah. him and Waddle, just the way they can get open, phenomenal. It'd be really great to have that for a young quarterback. He's $100 more than Cooper Cup right now, um, which which tells you something. Justin Fields is 88 with 5% ownership. But again, like that game in the snow, it's just, it's just not sexy. So, I mean, Tyreek Hill has a legitimate chance of being the number one wide receiver on the week. Um, and, and he's in this game. And he's expensive at 9100 but if you play the Cleveland side of this game, and I, I know that sounds horrid. I know you, a minute ago you said Justin Fields. You meant Justin Jefferson at 8800 All right, just, just – Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just, yeah no. Thank you. I got Justin Fields on the mind. We're good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Jacoby Brissett, man, he's under 5% ownership. Everything is telling me don't make this play. Um you know, including the guys I trust in the last eight starts, he's only put up over 18 points one time. Uh, so like, this isn't like, a gr- this isn't, I'm not, I was excited last week to play Justin Fields at that ownership, which is about where J- Joe Jacoby Brissett is sitting. And the price point is about the same as Justin Fields last week going up against Miami. So he's the same situation as Justin Fields. He's also a rushing quarterback, um, but it's Jacoby Brissett. And we know he doesn't have the same, he's not the athlete that Justin Fields is, but it, the game environment is there. And the last three games this guy's played, he's, he's passed over 250 yards. Oh. So, he, he you know, he, he doesn't have a lot of attempts. He has 45 attempts against the Patriots, which was an outlier, 27 against the Ravens, 22 against the Bengals last week. But in 22 attempts, he completed 17 of those uh, attempts for 278 yards and a touchdown. Now, if he throws for 250 yards and gets two touchdowns and he rushes for, say, 40 yards, um, even 30 yards, which would be uh, – he's rushed once for 40 yards this season, once for 30 yards this season. He averages around, you know, 15 yards rushing. He does have two rushing touchdowns. Like, we saw what what a rushing quarterback can do. And let's face it, Justin Fields – Jacoby Brissett might be a better passing quarterback at this point of their careers than Justin Fields is. You know, Justin Fields obviously a much better running quarterback – but Jacoby Brissett's been accurate. <clears throat> so, I mean, I'm just making the case that I, I'm, I am going to go heavy in tournaments on Jacoby Brissett. And I might be the only guy doing it. You know, he's projected under 3% ownership. But at 5,400, I can now play, you know, Hill as a run back. Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper, again, the, 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 be- the beauty with the Miami Dolphins is they can't stop the pass. Amari Cooper is a legit wide receiver. He's under 10% ownership. He's between 5 and 10% ownership. You know, he has a ceiling of about 20 points. I think I think he can break that ceiling. He's 6500. And then 
Uh, Peoples, Peoples Jones is 4,300. He's projecting for around 10 points. Like, it's just a, it's a sexy play. Um, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones has broken his projection in four of the last five weeks. You know, he's exceeded projections. So it's just a good play. And then I'm not sure if Nuke is playing or not. That's that's a situation I'm monitoring. Um, I'm definitely going to check the injury reports later today. But Njoku is another great play on this slate, 4,100 in this game. And then, obviously, you know, you have so many awesome options. Well, really, two. You have Waddle and you have Hill as the run back. So, yeah. And then if you're playing Tua, you know, good luck to you because I think he is the second best play on the board, um, second only to Justin Fields with under 10% ownership. So he's a better tournament play than Fields. The problem is he's 6,700, and the two guys you're going to want to double stack with is Waddle at 7,600 and Hill at 9,100. It's almost impossible. I don't like Gosicki uh, in this game. So there's really nowhere to run as far as price goes. So That makes sense. Yeah, so – I think you like if you play in Tua, you're probably going to have to single stack just to make it work, and that's kind of getting away from the way you should be playing Tua because he's a pocket QB. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I I uh, I want to play. I I would prefer to play the Miami side. I just don't see how you do it. Um, nope. But if you play, if you play the Brissett side. You know, I, I think you have some options. It even behoove you to play Jacoby Brissett, stack him with Amari Cooper or Peoples Jones, and double stack Waddle and Hill. Ooh, the double That's comeback. Okay, I so, like that, Al. Yeah, I mean that's. The Cleveland Browns, I hate you. Know, you know, Clark, how much I hate the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Cannot stand the Cleveland Browns. You know how much I love the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. I've been a, a a Justin Fields truther since day one. There you go. And and I'm saying I'm probably going to fade the Justin Fields to play the Cleveland Browns. May yeah. I go? May I once again go away from the data for you and go a little narrative? Is this yeah. not? Is uh? Don't they get the other quarterback f- for next week? Is it? Is yeah. he eligible to be back? So this is kind of Brissette's swan song. Aren't you going to want to show yeah. out during your swan song? There you go. I think so. I like that. I like the narrative. The uh, the curtain. We'll call it the curtain call narrative. Um, and I think you know he he may uh, he may want to show the people. He may want to try to upstage the uh, the hand jerker, the uh, massage uh, pervert. Um, <laughs> Jeez. You know, in his last game there. So yeah, I don't know. Just saying. All right, so we've talked. We talked Bears, uh, Detroit at the forty-eight yep. and a half over and under. We've talked Miami, Cleveland at the forty-nine and a half over and under. Uh, let's see, what's what's the other game? How about Jacksonville, Kansas City? No. Yeah, I thought there was one other. I thought there were four games that were projected well, but man, is it only three? Wow, it is. Yeah, I guess because I mean, Minnesota, Minnesota Buffalo, I think the over and under was high and it dropped. Yeah, it dropped out because of Allen. That's what I was going to ask you the other day when we did the the Sports Addict the podcast on Tuesday night. Um, you had mentioned that Vegas still was kind of leaning that Allen might play, but then I looked last night and it seems like that's dropped out. What yeah. is the over under like forty three now or something? Yeah, forty three and a half. Wow. Um, Ouch. I mean, that's Josh. That's the Josh Allen effect. This is. Maybe they'll surprise up there. I don't know. I am. I like I said earlier. I am going to play some Case Keenum. You know. Okay. It, you still. You still get. You know. You still have access to Diggs at that point. Um, you still have a- access to Justin Jefferson. You know, if you single stack, or you do the play I really hate, and you play, you you double stack with uh, with the tight end with Knox. You know, sometimes. Backup quarterbacks tend to favor tight ends quite often. Uh, so Dawson Knox suddenly becomes more playable. He's 3,300. And then you could possibly play Diggs and Justin Jefferson in that game. 
Okay. Um, just by playing Case Keesum, Case Keenum, who, who again, like I said, he's not a stranger to high potent passing attack offense. Like that's kind of what he is. You know, he's a pocket passer. You're going to lose all of Josh Jacobs rushing equity, but you are getting a guy who who's more than capable of throwing the ball. And, and you know, the Buffalo, uh, you know, the Buffalo bills coaching staff loves throwing it. So that's a sneaky play that I'm, I'm probably going to make as well. <laughs> and that's probably my favorite of the under owned games with the shitty, uh, over and under, um, Okay, so now we'll talk about the number one over and under on, on the week, and that's Kansas City-Jacksonville. And I do like this game. No surprise, I always like the cheap quarterback with the lower ownership, so I'm more of a Trevor Lawrence fan this week than a Patrick Mahomes. Um, Trevor Lawrence has not had a very good season. He hasn't had uh, a baller game, but – he is in a position in the game environment to make that happen against a, a potent Kansas city team that doesn't have the best secondary and you have wide receivers in good positions. Like I'm playing a lot of Christian Kirk this week, not just in this game, but at 5,900, I'm going to play him in a lot of my other games. Um, although he is at 17 to to 20% ownership right now. So, you know, there, there is some risk there. Uh, but then you also have uh, Smith Schuster at 6K. He's at about 10% ownership. Um, yeah, I'm not touching Tony. Uh, you know, obviously Kelsey is, is a great play. Uh, ETN. Is another great play at seventy one hundred. I might stack Lawrence with ETN and Kirk, and then run it back with Schuster because I wouldn't be able to afford um, Kelsey at that point. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the only the the only the only issue with this game stack is the guy who has the highest ceiling is by a long shot is is Kelsey and Kelsey's 7800 and it's just hard to get there otherwise unless you're double stacking uh Lawrence with the wide receivers you know if you're doing Zay Jones and Christian Kirk then you can absolutely run it back with Kelsey but if you want ETN it's probably not going to happen let me see if he, if ETN even correlates with uh Lawrence I know ETN is does catch balls. Wow, man. The guy in the last five games, he's uh, upped. He's beaten projection all five times. And every week he's beaten it by more. I mean, Travis Etienne, since they made that trade, it's just been balling. Um, what you, what does, you definitely have to watch out for up there, Al, is uh, that weather you were talking about. Possibility of snow, moderate or heavy snow showers, 36 degrees, but the wind, uh, 16 mile per hour. So, you know, that means gusts can probably get up to 25. Just saying. In, in Kansas City? Oh, I'm sorry. We're in Kansas City. I'm talking it, Buffalo. Hang on. I'm sorry. I, it is, it is going to be a I'm cold back. game. But, it yeah. is going to be cold in Kansas City. Thank you. Um, I'm here, I promise. That's all right. I know it's like it's first thing in the morning. It's five o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning for you. Overcast, thirty-seven degrees, seven mile per hour winds in Kansas. It's evening for me. I just had my, uh, you know, I'm having the meals delivered now. Are you? I signed up. I signed up for one of those programs where. And then you make you know, them. Yeah, you, you just two minutes in the microwave, and you get like healthy, you know, meals made fresh. Oh yeah. Uh, nice. So, I like that. Yeah, the ownership. So Kelsey, Kelsey's the best play in this game. Yep. Like you, if you're stacking this game, just find a way to get Kelsey. Um, so ETN does not correlate with Trevor Lawrence all that well, meaning that in games where Trevor Lawrence has good games, ETN doesn't have as good of a game. He he, he comes under projection by about a point. So. You know, if you think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good game here, you know, you could fade ETN in this game, and then now you're playing the double wide receiver or the tight end. You know, you could play Ingram. Uh, like I said, I don't like Ingram this week at all. 
I will play him in a game stack, though, because uh, that isolates him to just this game. Problem is, he's the second – he is the highest projected owner to play in this game stack, and I think that's just too crazy. Um, Zay Jones, man, 4,400. The guy's just shit. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be playing him in this game stack. Uh, Christian Kirk, obviously, smash play, as I mentioned. Uh, Smith-Schuster, also a good play. But it, Kelsey's the guy I want. Kelsey's the guy. I'm going to do anything I can to get Kelsey in these game stacks. Um, if I'm if I'm going 15% on Trevor Lawrence, you know, 10% is going to be Kelsey. And then uh, 5% is going to be Smith-Schuster as my run back. Uh, and then and then if I'm playing the Kansas City side, man, I want Kelsey still. It's just going to be really hard to do. Um, it's probably going to be a double stack with, uh, with Schuster, maybe Scatling. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it gets thin. Hardman, Nicole Hardman's been playing so well. Like, I think he's holding back Tony and Sky Moore. Uh, yeah, like, it's just a confusing game to play, especially with Kansas City almost 10-point favorites. You know, I mean, what do they put the brakes on? Traditionally, they don't. So, you know, you, you just hope Kansas City puts up a lot of points. You know, I, I wish I could play a Kansas City running back, but – it's a three-man running back committee that it's just too confusing to play. There's just no ceiling there. So, yeah, that's about it for this game. Okay. We are uh, we're like 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Isn't that uh, something else? It's crazy. Just because, I mean, there's only a few games worth. I mean, you're, you're bringing up a game with an over-under of 43, Al, or whatever, yeah. 43 and a half. 44 somewhere in there (laughs) and it's because that's interesting too it really is like i don't know um i'll just tell you the good plays in every game that i'm not playing let's do it Uh, so in in the tennessee denver game uh both of the pass catchers for the denver broncos even though the over under in this game is only 38 points um I think you could play either Judy or um, Sutton, but I would definitely not play both of them in the same lineup. It's like pick your poison. They're hundred dollars difference between the two, um, but they're, they're but they're projecting well, and I'm going to have a little bit of them, you know. And they're both projecting about five percent ownership. I think that's appropriate. Uh, Derek Henry is in a smash spot as we talked about. Um, I mean, this game is probably just going to be on the ground. And, and Tennessee has no reason to throw the ball. So, I mean, this is just a feast spot for the big dog. He's cheaper than he usually is, too. He's 8300 Like, I, I'm probably going to want a lot of uh, Derrick Henry this week. And then Greg Dolich, um, unfortunately, he's at 30% ownership, but he's a good punt play at 3400 um, at the tight end position. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We talked about Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, New Orleans is interesting. 40 point over and under both quarterbacks are just dust. That's why this game isn't uh, projected very high. And that's why the stacking is impossible. But Elvin Kamara is in an absolute beautiful position. And Chris Olive is uh, Olive, whatever the fuck his name is under, under 5% projected ownership. Um, 6,800. There should be nobody on the Pittsburgh Steelers who should be able to cover him. So if Andy Dalton could get him to the ball, the guy's in an absolute smash spot. He's one of my favorite plays that I've highlighted on my game board. Um, you know, there's only – I only have one, two, three, four wide receivers that I consider must plays, and that's Armand St. Brown, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Chris Olive. So – yeah, man, like good play. And then Pat Fryermuth's in a good position for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he's been balling at the tight end position. They're going to go to him. He's 4,200. Um, so a little expensive, but but worth the play. We I, just Chicago. Dropped, 
I just dropped yep. Fryermuth in a league and picked up Komet. I I shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't have done that. But that's right. uh, okay. Yeah, I, I won't. Uh, you won't fault me for I, that. I won't. I won't get too heavy into the numbers and, and why that's a bad play. But, but it, that was right. a bad play. Yep. Um, yeah, especially with uh, Chase Claypool being traded to the Bears, um, it actually opens up more opportunity for Fryer Uh Buffalo, Minnesota. We we talked about. Um, come on. My computer's slowing down now. My computer doesn't want to. Uh, of course. Play along. Um, let's see here. Smash plays are pretty obvious. Diggs, Stefan Diggs, great ceiling, great price, 8,300. Um, the question is, is Josh Allen going to play? I don't think it matters. Um, it does matter, but it, I don't think it matters that much. Justin Jefferson, a smash spot as well, 8,800, a little more expensive. You know, Delvin Cook. Great pivot, under 3% ownership, has a legitimate ceiling. He's 8K. You know, he's, it's an ugly play. It's an expensive play. It's a high-risk play. But it is absolutely uh, an off-the-board play that if you're looking to save ownership, you know, if you're going in one of these games with, that has a ton of ownership and you're playing into it, like let's say you're just playing the, the Bears stack as is with Armand St. Brown as the run back. Um, if you could get to Delvin Cook, I mean, you're going to have money to spend. That might be a smart play to get off of ownership um, and, and free up your chances a little bit. Because, you know, if, if Delvin Cook goes off and he's running back number one this week and you're in that bear stack where everyone else is, you've now dif- differentiated yourself from the field pretty heavily. So, I mean, that that's just like a, a something to consider. Houston and the Giants, I mean – God awful, the Houston Texans right now. Cook doesn't want to play for them. You know, he sat out last week with an alleged injury. Um, you know, he's back this week, but he doesn't want to play them. The Giants are good at covering the ball. The only play in this game are the running backs, uh, both Saquon and uh, Damian Pierce. Matter of fact, you may want to you may want to correlate the two and just play them both in a, in a stack. Um, that that's interesting. It's expensive, but you can get there. Um, but the ownership is, is crazy. I don't know that the ownership is going to be crazy if you do the double stack with those two, though. You know, uh, Paris is the most owned player on the board for obvious reasons. He's getting opportunity, and all, the, all they can do is run. And uh, Saquon, obviously, same situation going up against the uh, Houston Texans. All right, let's move on down the board here. Uh, all right, give it a second here. It's a little slow. We talked Jacksonville, Kansas City. So the Colts, the Raiders, you know, there are some plays here. And they're basically, well, they are. They're all Raider plays. Um, I've, I'm not looking to play any Colts players. It's just a mess that, you know, we talked a little bit. That, that team is such a mess right now. Uh, but Josh Jacobs is in a good spot. He does have 25% ownership. Devontae Adams is in a great spot. Um, Didn't they just have uh, – they just threw two two on the uh, injured reserve there in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, Renfro you just lost. And, you lost, and just, Waller. Yeah, you lost Renfro. Renfro you lost the throw, and you lost Waller. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that could just mean more targets for Devontae Adams. I'm a little concerned about the play, but – he did he did raise a bitch after the game last week calling out his head coach um you know this guy went nine catches for 146 yards and two touchdowns in the first half of the game and then in the second half of the game he got zero points wow so okay. you know he went off on his coach so maybe this week they just feed him the ball you know, they just keep feeding him the whole game. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to go pretty heavy, especially if he's at 5% ownership. Like, uh-huh. I, I think this is a must play in a lot of uh, a lot of my game stacks. I, as a matter of fact, I have him highlighted as yellow, which is usually like a, a cautionary deal. And I, I don't understand why I do. I'm trying to figure out what's making me not want to play uh, Devonte Adams, and I guess it's just the forty-one and a half over and under. But yeah, Devonte Adams, 
top five wide receiver this week with under 5% projected ownership. If that holds, absolutely. He might be my my highest um, percented played wide receiver of the expense of, of the uh, high-priced wide receivers by Sunday. I, I mean, I, again, at 5% ownership, I can't not play a lot of him. It'd be uh, crazy not to. Josh Jacobs, we mentioned a good play. Foster Moreau, the island of Moreau, 3,200. Waller put on IR, for, you know, out at least the next four weeks. He's been balling. He's played well. He's at 10% projected ownership right now. I think that goes up to 20. He might be one of the higher-owned tight ends. But he's got a realistic ceiling. So I really like that play a lot. You know, Adams and Moreau in this game are fantastic. And then um, the Rams and Cardinals, you know, what do I have to say about Cooper Cup? I mean, it's Cooper Cup, and he's in a great spot against Arizona, and he should ball. So, you know, great great spot for Cooper Cup. Uh, a couple of injury injury concerns there, but he's been he's been playing pretty well. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is in an absolute shitty spot, and I don't like the play at all. But he has five percent projected ownership with a high ceiling, so I am going to have to play him a little bit in tournaments. I may end up full fading him by Sunday. Uh, that's how down I am on him. But you know that five percent ownership. But but if Adams is at five percent ownership and Hopkins is at five percent ownership, let me just see the price difference between the two. Yeah, I mean it's seven hundred dollars more for for Devonte Adams, um, but I I I want to play that him eighty percent over Hopkins in that situation, and if I need the seven hundred dollars, I'll play. Hopkins, that's the only situation I'm going to play that Hopkins in. It's, otherwise, it's all going to Adams. Um, James Conner, we mentioned, that's just a pure pivot play, ugly situation. Basically, all the Arizona guys are, are, are bad plays, uh, minus Rondell Moore, who's going to get a lot of underneath stuff, he, and he's going to give you a good floor. Um, and then for, for the Rams, like I said, Cup, Higby, I guess, is playable, just not very exciting. And then Dallas, Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay has been pretty solid against the pass. Um, C.D. Lamb's projecting about 10% ownership. I think it's a bad play. Um, so, yeah, I may be fa- I may be doing a full fade on C.D. Lamb by Sunday. Um, okay. Aaron Jones is projecting around 5% ownership. But, again, it's against that tough-as-nails defense. Of note for for Dallas at Green Bay, 28 degrees with a six-mile-per-hour wind. All right. Nice, uh, balmy day in Green Bay. Well, we'll be experiencing it here, unfortunately, as well. Um, Alan Lazard, he's your best bet if Aaron Rodgers is going to have a good game. I just don't see it happening. The only way I'm playing Alan Lazard, I I might do a couple Dak stacks, and Lazard's going to be my run back. That's the only Green Bay Packer I'm going to play outside of a little bit of Aaron Jones to be contrarian. In the Dak stacks I do play, um, I'm probably going to go Gallup and Schultz and then just ball out elsewhere because I'll be saving so much money. Gallup at 4,900, Schultz the tight end at 3,800, and then Dak at uh, – where's Dak at? He's at uh, 66. So, I mean, that's a nice cheap stack – you know, with a Lazard run back that uh, could be a fun play. You know, it gets away from Lamb, who, like I said, is just in a bad spot this week. So, yeah, like that's the slate. I, I think that we, we covered uh, just about everything that needs uh, that needs covering. Uh, let me see some notes on C.D. Lamb here. Yeah, C.D. Lamb hasn't cleared – like a hundred yards in eighteen games. Okay. Like he's just it just hasn't been very uh exciting. Well and Green Bay yields the seventh fewest wide receiver points. So those are the knocks on C D Lamb. And yeah, that's it. Good luck to you. Yeah. You know, whatever you do at defense, uh that's fine. Uh like I said, my my favorite play is probably gonna be the the Cleveland Browns. 
Um, I'm definitely going to be involved in the Chicago Detroit game and a little bit of Minnesota Buffalo. And then I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to figure out Jacksonville, Kansas city. Cause it's an enigma right now. Yep. Hey, as we mentioned, we do this show every Friday. Uh, grab us for your morning drive. Grab us for your commute home. We do it live every 5 a.m. every Friday. Uh, we talk about the main slate. Um, best of luck to everybody with that. On Tuesday nights, live at the Sports Attic, uh, you know, it's a Chicago sports cast. We'll, we'll talk about bears, but we talk about all different kinds of things. That's every Tuesday night at 630 live at the Sports Attic. Al? That's it. Find me at Larcher Than Life. On Twitter, that's L-A-R-C-H-E-R. There you go. You can follow the show at Larcher Lawrenson. Um, Follow Al. Al, I see you posting quite a bit um, about your thoughts and what have you. That's where I first found out that that Fields is going to be such a high ownership. And it's kind of, he's no longer the secret. Nope, the secret's out, my friend. The uh, QB1 has arrived. He's been QB1 for the last three weeks in fantasy. And let's see if that trend continues. There you go. All right. Have a good one. All right. Good night. See you next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.